Well, that was a busy summer, wasn't it? One manager out, a head coach in, players out, players in, as well as coaching staff and a new director of football. But one thing has remained the same. Ollie Westbury still in the same position. And the Shrews News is back for another season. My name is Johnny Dreary, and I'm delighted to be back for a new series of the Shrews News brought to you by the Shropshire Star. Uh, and it's great to be back. It's been a busy summer. Ollie Westbury still here. Ollie Westbury... We're meant to, you know, the off-season is meant to be the time to recharge batteries, uh, get ready for the new yeah. season ahead. But I think you've been the hardest-working journalist in the EFL this summer with everything that's been going on. How are you, my friend? I'm sure you're absolutely knackered heading into the new season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not... It, it has, without doubt, been, this summer has, without a doubt, been the busiest time um, of doing this job um, since I took over from from Coxie at the, the, the start of last season. The summer has been absolutely mental. That four weeks with with the kind of the doldrums of what was happening with Steve Cottrell and then his future was eventually decided was several 12-hour days involved there. And then sim- similarly now, you know, Shrews, Shrews seem to love making signings at eight o'clock at night um, or six, seven, eight o'clock at night. So, um, yeah, it means that we're very busy, but, you know, we kind of love what we do. So it's not not a problem. Um, and it's been an interesting summer. It's cer- I've certainly been the busiest of the of the reporters on the Shropshire Star and Express and Star Sports Desk, which is kind of a good thing, kind of not a bad thing. But, yeah, it's, um, you know, I've worked all summer, to be fair. So it, so it's um, it's felt like um, it's felt busy, but um, I'm looking forward to a new season. I must admit, I've, I'm, I'm ready to rip roaring and ready to go again. There's only three weeks to go till the start of the new season, but a lot has gone on and we're going to reflect on that. Salop fans will have seen our, mine and Ollie's sort of video updates over recent weeks and we've we've talked about various different things, but we're going to have a bit of a bit of a reflection on what's gone on and what is going to be coming in the next few weeks. On this first episode of the series, which as always is brought to you by our fantastic sponsor, the Kettle and Toaster Man. But oh, we're going to start, we're going to talk about the remaining friendlies right at the very end of the podcast, but... There's only one place to start, really, before we talk about the signings that have come in and we'll get your opinion on the on the Taylor appointment and what actually went on earlier this summer and Mickey Moore. There was a friendly among all that on uh, on Saturday. Unfortunately for Salop fans, it was behind closed doors. Shrewsbury took on West Brom in a, uh, in a behind closed doors friendly at Albion's training ground. Ended 3-1 to the Baggies. Um, Ollie, obviously you weren't there and the media weren't there as well as the fans, but um, understand you've got sort of a little steer about what happened, what, what, what sort of... Went on and and we well we know Ryan Bowman scored for Shrewsbury in the three one defeat. Um, but what what can we gather you know from their sort of performance and and what went down on Saturday? So from 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 what I understand, um, Shrews uh, obviously it was their first outing under new boss Matt Taylor. Um, from what um, I have been told, uh, the first half saw West Brom dominate the ball um, without Shrewsbury really. Um, you know, threatening too much themselves um, in terms of, you know, going forward, even though they did score. Um, I don't think um, Albion were particularly threatening in terms of it wasn't uh, an onslaught in terms of creating loads of chances. I think there were very, very few um, chances um, in that first half. Obviously, Albion, uh, you know, did 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 uh, score a couple of goals. Um, but from what I understand, it, the second half was a much more even game um, and there were chances at both ends. Um, and, you know, I think that kind of, from what I understand, 
Uh, Elliot Thorpe made a massive difference when he came on and played at right wing back. Um, apparently he was very good, uh, really athletic, really quick, really pacey. Um, and Carl Winchester, I gather he played uh, in a more advanced role in the midfield. You know, obviously last year, for the fans who watched him last year, he played in more of a holding role, kind of screening the back four. But he kind of led the press, from what I understand, on on Saturday, uh, playing in more of a number eight position in midfield. And apparently he made a big difference too. Um, so it seemed as though a, quite a positive first run out for, for town. It also saw the the comebacks of Udo and Nurse. Um, you know, you don't expect them to probably be at their best quite yet, given how long they've been off for. But it sounds as though it was quite a promising a promising first outing for Shrews. You know, these pre-season friendlies are always a bit odd, aren't they, with, you know, masses of substitutions and teams getting, like, you know, <clears throat> giving each other minutes, uh, giving players minutes. So, you know, but it, it sounds as though it was a real worthwhile exercise for Shrewsbury taking on West Brom, who are obviously a fairly decent team. Um, you watch them more than me, Johnny, so you would know. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, a positive, positive first showing from from what I gather. It seems as though Shrewsbury held their own and did okay. The scores are kind of a bit irrelevant really at this this time of year. It's more just about how they play and how they're gelling. And don't forget, I I, I envisage there to be a few more additions before the start of the season, and there's a few more holes um, for them to try and fill. Yeah, encouraging signs. Um, I'm never a big fan of preseason. You know? I was at a preseason game on Saturday, Walsall against Aston Villa, and it's just it's not a slow walking pace, but it's just. There's not a lot of spark going on in pre. They're, they're massively important games, aren't they? And I'm sure Matt Taylor would have would have taken a lot out of that behind closed doors games. I'm sure he will of the ones coming up. They got Starbridge at commentary obviously on Saturday and um, Notts County as well. But but yeah, not a huge uh, not a huge lover of preseason games. But I'm sure for Matt Taylor, he's going to be drilling his drilling his players and like Ollie says, more more signings uh, more signings coming in. Oh, we're going to look back on a on a, on this busy summer really. Um, Sort of Steve Cottrell moving on, which seems to be in the distant past now for 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 a lot of fans, considering an awful lot has gone on since then. Uh, Mickey Moore's appointment, Matt Taylor, and then obviously the the names that have come in, you know, signings as as late as last week. A lot of young players coming through the door at Salah. Just reflecting back on the start of the summer, it, you know, could you have really envisaged what was going to sort of play out when you know? I know it all sort of stemmed, didn't it, from that last couple of weeks of the the season, Brian Caldwell leaving, you know, Steve Cottrell. I remember you said a number of times, sort of quite emotional speaking to yourselves and and the radio uh, that last game at at Lincoln. Um, Could you have sort of preempted what was going to happen across this summer? Or has it been, looking back, is it quite sort of, not surreal, but can you quite believe what sort of played out? No, no, I mean, absolutely not. I couldn't quite believe how long the Steve Cottrell situation took to sort out Um, for whatever happened to happen. I was, I think, um, kind of ourselves, just 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 like most fans were kind of a bit perplexed as to what it was that was actually going on. Um, So. Yeah, I mean, that last game of the season was at Lincoln. You, you kind of Steve Cottrell went on record to kind of say that he was uncertain about his future, and kind of I, I covered uh, Lewis, who was on his stag do the next day at Swansea, and I thought that something would be happening uh, on that day. I remember you actually telling me that. Then five yeah. weeks down the line, we were still waiting. For I remember thinking I'm expecting something <laughs> to happen. Either they're going to come out and back him, or they're going to come out and do something, and then. That day went by and nothing happened. And then 
I thought, right, okay, well, it'll be the next day on my day off, then it'll be that day that it happens and nothing happened. And then the days turned into weeks and the week turned into a month. And still we were no further down the line as to what the hell was going on. There was the appointment of Mickey Moore in there. Um, and and yeah, we've kind of got there in the end, haven't we? Mickey Moore kind of came in. Um, he didn't start straight away because he had a pre-planned summer holiday that he went on. And then obviously the news was announced that, that, that Shrewsbury and, and Steve Cotchell were going to go their separate ways. Um, so yeah, I think he left on. Yeah, so so Steve, so, so Steve then left. Um, and then here we are, really, I suppose, a new manager in. Um, you know, it kind of felt like that process was quite drawn out and you felt like Shrews needed to kind of, you know, get into, get somebody in so they could start recruiting some players with them kind of being what it felt like behind the eight ball. Um, and I think the appointment of Matt Taylor itself was, is kind of one that's met with, I feel like the fans are very 50-50 on it. Like they're kind of half like, yeah, this is a great, this is a great appointment. It's a new direction. I really like the way that we're going with a head coach and, you know, someone that's, that is brought in to improve the players, to coach them to be better. You know, someone with a really experienced football in CV who's played at a high level. And then there's other ones that will look back to his spell at Warsaw and um, they'll look at that spell at Warsaw and think, yeah, I'm not, not overly convinced by that, how, you know, you can go from kind of, having a bit of a bad time at a, you know, mid-table League Two side and suddenly land yourself a League One role. Um, I can understand both sides. I feel quite optimistic having met him and having spoken to him and having done a bit of research on his time at Warsaw, it seems, and have spoken to a few people about his time at Warsaw. I feel as though, you know, there's a lot more to that club um, than, you know, what meets than what meets the eye um, in terms of, I feel there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that, you know, not many managers have really succeeded since he's left. Not many have really succeeded since Dean Smith was there. So um, I'm not sure how much we can read into it. And Mickey Moore has gone on the record to say you shouldn't be judged by one job. So, you know, we've got to give him a chance. And so far, the way he handles the press, the way he speaks, the way he articulates things, he's been very impressive. But the results will be what he will be judged by. The results, the style of football, the goals, the, the it, it is what happens on the pitch that he will be judged by and nothing else that is the way football works is it imperative that you know for, for both maybe for Moore and and taylor that that shrewsbury do get you know have results wise a, a pretty decent start to the season if it doesn't go that way early on just judging from you know there was a bit of skepticism about the changes around the club given what happened last season um and mickey moore has acknowledged that in his interviews um and like you say there, Matt Taylor's come in, young coach, type of coach that we suspected would come in at Shrewsbury. We knew it was going to be a young head coach. Um, that was the, the direction they were going. But is there sort of more emphasis almost on them, them early results, given the fact that what has happened this summer at, at the, uh, I was going to say Montgomery Waters Meadow then, but it's not, it's the Crowd Meadow these days, isn't You've it? You've got to call it the Crowd Meadow because I've had yeah. a telling off for calling it the Meadow a few times in the yeah. paper and not using the sponsor's <laughs> name. So I've got to start calling it the Crowd Meadow as well. Um yeah. Um, what was your question again, Johnny? Does it put does it does it put sort of uh, does it put more emphasis on them early? Obviously, everyone wants to get results early on, but given you know young manager change of tact from Shrewsbury, you know, and Mickey Moore's acknowledged sort of the scepticism around fans regarding all the changes at the club. Does it make those you know opening three, four, five games even more important that Shrewsbury get points on the board? You know, because we know how quickly yeah. sort of things can change if you don't get results. 
yeah, I've met Mickey Moore a few times now, and I must admit, I do really like him. Um, I think he he comes across as a as as a, as a quite a smart thinker, and he's what he said to me is that if we win the first five, don't judge it. If we lose the first five, don't judge it. Judge it over a season. That is all well and good, um, but football work doesn't work like that. You know, you can't judge it over a season because if you're bottom of the league and you've got no points after 30 games, then you're not going to get a season to be judged by, are you? Um, so, I don't know. Is It's a tough one. It's a, it's a tough one. How the fans will react, we, we, we don't know. It, I feel like they're... When I found out that Matt Taylor was going to be the manager, I thought it would cause... I thought it would be... Um, I thought it would cause a lot of... Um, um, division amongst the fan base but probably more in the favour of I'm not sure about this appointment whereas I think the fans have really kind of got behind it so far so and they don't seem too disgruntled from the reaction that you see on social media some are but you're there always are some I mean you know on our poll online um about whether that you felt like the club should get rid of um Steve Cottrell or not I think 90% said no but actually, if you look at replies to some of my tweets during the football season, the general consensus that you felt from the fans was that everybody wanted him gone. And that I feel like that's just the way that it works, isn't it? That that in terms of the social media and, you know, it feels like the world's falling apart when you're never as bad as the results are. And all, when the results are good, you're never as good as the results are either. So it's kind of that middle ground you've got to find. I would say they do need a good start, um, how the fans will react and whether they'll stick with it or not. You know, only time will tell, but results will buy him time. And Matt Taylor has actually gone out of his way to say that, you know, that was something he probably wasn't as he, he felt like he spent more time on his identity and the way that he wants his sides to play than he did um, thinking about, um, you know, the results, the results when he was at Warsaw. And that's something that obviously the results is what buys you the time to implement your identity. So, you know, I think he realises that results are important and he will be judged by, what the score is come five o'clock on a Saturday and come 10 o'clock on a Tuesday or Wednesday. If there was anything that they could do to get sort of fans on side, it was sort of making moves in the transfer market, making impressive moves in the transfer market. And I'm just reflecting on the the first two that they made, you know, went down really well with with fans all. The, the capture of Carl Winchester, someone who, who did so well last season during his loan spell from Sunderland, you know, a very experienced League One operator. Um, and then Morgan Feeney, just Captain Carlisle to promotion to League One. Salah have managed to entice him south down to, to Shropshire. Um, both moves, you know, quite timely, really. And, yeah. you know, positive starts to the Moore and Taylor sort of revolution. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they were good. They were good starts. I mean, Carl Winchester, I mean, that's that's kind of an immediate win the fans round. He was very popular at the Meadow last season. He did very well playing um screening that back 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 three for for Steve Cottrell um you know obviously was it a big club coming from a a championship side that were in the playoffs obviously his contract came to an end and you know there was no real rumors about Carl Winchester coming back the one that people keep banging on about on social media is Taylor Moore but you know nobody really mentioned um that Carl Winchester and and so it, it it kind of you know when I heard about it it came as a bit of a surprise um so so yeah, it was it was good it was good good to have him back. You know, he was a he was a really big player and a really big part of the success last year. And and obviously we haven't seen Morgan Feeney play, but from the reports um, and and reports from uh, uh, I did ask how he got on on Saturday, and and I f- we feel as if you know he's perhaps going to be a real steady Eddie, um, and he's coming in as a, as a bit of a replacement for for Matthew Pennington. So if he's a steady Eddie, then 
that 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 that's good to me. You know, I want people who are reliable. They don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel, but you want people who are going to be reliable, especially your defenders. No, that's good to uh, good to hear. Just looking at other um, decisions, we talked a lot about the the Elliot Bennett stuff, didn't we, last week about Elliot Bennett coming back? You know, you not a U turn there, but Salah had he left at the end of the season. Salah offered him a one year deal. You know, bringing in great experience. But I want to talk about the youngsters um, because I think. You know, Winchester and Feeney, experienced operators in the Football League. Um, but these young players that are coming in, you know, more of the mould that we sort of suspected Salop, the road that Salop might go. And Elliot Thorpe's coming on loan from, from Premier League. It feels weird saying this, Premier League Luton. Um, and then you've got other youngsters who come in. And Michael Parker, obviously, earlier in the in the window um, as a young, young defender. Um, and then you've got... Josh Ferrara, who come in on Friday, ex-Arsenal, he'd been at Barnsley. And then, pre, please forgive me for this pronunciation, Tamizi Sabawala. I'm sure, Ollie, you've perfected that pronunciation by now. Um, but it's coming from from Waterford, I believe, over in Ireland. So, it's sort of, I know there was a quote in in one of the stories, I think it was the one about Josh Ferrara, about sort of points to prove. It seems like Southampton are going to be willing to give these young players a, a, a bit of a chance this season from from sort of different different areas of the game. Yeah, I think from what I understand, I think Elliot Thorpe is going to come in and be be right wing back. I think that's what what I gather. Um, I think he's athletic. I think he's mobile, and I think he will probably be um, the, the first choice right wing back. I could be wrong, but that that's kind of um, what he, what I'm kind of thinking. And 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 you know, Elliot Bennett will will be there as an experienced understudy to to be called upon if and when needed. Um, the other two lads, the two young lads, um, I think are more kind of development players, players that Mickey Moore has talked about, sellable assets. Um, I know, um, um, I called him Shreya, but I'm not sure if that's right. Um, that was Shreya, how I pronounced his name. That's probably my basic, my basic vocabulary. That is all. You're, yeah. you're, you're more well-spoken than me. I will go with your pronunciation. Well, I'm not sure, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Um, so I believe that you know he's come through, um, you know from from Arsenal and come through the the youth system, and I believe that he's he's a really talented um, young player, but struggled with injuries, and I think it's one of those where he might come in and make a real impact, but you know he's probably got a, got a long way to go, and and the the the, the same with the lad who's joined from Ireland. Um, I think you know from what I gather. They're not necessarily players that have been brought in to make direct first team impact. Um, some a level something that was kind of used last year was the lack of squad that Shrewsbury had and the lack of potential options they had from the bench. You know they carried lads around with them on the bench all season last year that you know wouldn't you know barely played a minute. I think Josh Barlow came on once, but he pretty much spent 40, 40, 40 games of a League One season, you know, not playing. Um, so yeah, I found that was that's kind of interesting, I suppose. Um, so the, the, I feel as though there's going to be much more of a squad um, together at the Meadow this year, um, and hopefully those injuries or problems or suspensions and all those things that happen over the course of a grueling League One campaign, because there's no other way to describe it. You know, the season felt like it just went on and on and on and on, and it's good because it's loads of games, but it's busy. Um, so you know it'll be really interesting to see uh, how they how they kind of cope with it. Are they sort of lower risk additions? Or you mentioned there they're not sort of direct first team replacements players. You know development players coming in potentially resale value if they do well. 
you know, someone coming in from Waterford and the and and Sarara coming in, you know, who's, who's former Arsenal coming from Barnsley had injury problems, and they sort of they're a bit lower risk. I know um, Subawali's signed a one-year deal, I believe. You know, if he maybe doesn't yeah. do it at Salaf, it's not you know the end of the world for the for the club. But if he does do well, fantastic. There's a real opportunity there. Yeah, I think so. I think that I think that's that, that's the way, isn't it? They've talked about sellable assets, haven't they? Finding players who've got talent, got ability, got the raw attributes, and trying to coach them into to make them better players. I think that's what Matt Taylor's job is. Um, he's not over every single detail of running the football club. That's not what the head coach role is, as it's been explained to me. His job is to work with the players, to prepare them for games, and to make them better. I think he has a say on recruitment and he talks to players, but you know, uh, the overall running of the football club is is down to is down to Mickey Moore, the director of football. You know, he oversees that. That is his job. So, you know, it's one of those things with. With the club, we're just going to have to wait and see how how it pans out over the season. But yeah, how those players, how good those players are, how much they're going to actually contribute to first team football and first team selections at this stage, I don't know. You mentioned also as well in terms of building, you know, maybe a bigger squad. Should be operated with quite a small squad last year. You know, small yeah. squad, higher quality potentially. Does that lend us to think that you know there's a lot of business still to be done now between now and, and the end of the window? Um, I don't know exactly. I don't know how big a squad. Um, when I asked Mickey Moore that question, he said 20 senior players, but that doesn't include the four first-year pros, which is Mark, Michael Parker, Nana Owusu, Declan Hutchins and Josh Bailey. They're the four first-year pros. So that's 24 if you include those players as well. Um, so... You know, what is it, 11, 11 players plus seven on the bench, 18. So that'll mean that two lads won't be, if that is, if they get that many, that'll mean that two people won't make the squad um, each each match day. Two senior players won't make the squad. Um, and you imagine that they probably will make the squad if there's a few injuries, which there are bound to be. Um, where we are at the moment in terms of players through the door and how many there is I'd have to double check to be honest there's been so many incomings and outgoings um and I I was on the Sunday shift this week so I was off on Friday so um the signings of the signings at the back end of last week uh kind of passed me by a little bit I, I was there and I was covering it but 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 not quite so much um so um yeah we're just gonna have to wait we're just gonna have to wait and see to to you know that squad depth and how much it means, um, you know, we've still got loans available. So it'll see, it'd be interesting to see what they are and, and when they come in. Yeah, is it important to remember as well, you know, we talk about, you know, maybe the, the, there was a small, smaller number of senior players there, you know, prior to Tay coming in, obviously, they've, and then now they've signed, a, you know, a couple of senior players and a few youngsters. But the senior players that are still there, you know, obviously Pennington's gone and, and a couple have gone, but the senior players still there, the quality cork, a quality core there still isn't there obviously Lee he's gone as well which we'll, we'll touch on briefly but you know still a quality some quality players in there for Salah heading into into next season yeah yeah for sure for sure absolutely um there's still some quality players um they've got a good nucleus you know the recruitment was done pretty well wasn't it you know some of those players are are, are good players they're good league one players you know and they finished 12th in league one last year 
um, despite kind of a, a tough end to the season results wise and probably squad depth wise as well. So, you know, they were well coached and well managed by Steve Cottrell. They were on longer term deals so that they're still there and it provides a bit of stability. So you've not got, you know, lots of comings and goings. So, so yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting, you know, looking at the two the two sides, I think, earlier in the summer when sort of fans were getting sort of, you know, confused about what was going on and obviously a young coach coming in. But that I think that's an important point to remember. There still are quality players um left in that in that squad. Of those quality players, all you know, as we said, there's sort of minorities on social media, but there has been the odd little bit of speculation about potential potentially other senior players maybe exiting Shrewsbury, you know. Is it a case that Shrewsbury aren't, you know, open to, to anyone anyone else leaving or does it depend on on you know interest sort of coming in obviously they wanted to keep Luke Leahy we saw that statement from Mickey Moore that you know the club rejected bids said they would only sell for a certain amount of money and, uh, and offered him a new contract as well which he turned down but is that the case with sort of every player sort of dependent on if anyone comes in because you can imagine there probably would be a little bit of interest in some of these players given how well they did last season uh, yeah, I, I don't think anyone is not up for sale, really. I think if an offer comes in where, I, I don't mean this is in like a sweeping statement where everybody's up for sale, but I think if an offer comes in for a player that Shrewsbury cannot refuse, then I think they will they will consider it. Um, you know, just like Luke, last week um, an offer came in for him, the club considered it, they decided that, that the club, that was a good offer for the club for a 30-year-old um with one year left on his deal um and they sold him you know he signed as a free they made over a hundred thousand pounds on him um so yeah um i i don't i feel like you know he was club captain you know if they <laughs> they're prepared to sell the club captain then you would have thought they'd be prepared to sell anybody yeah has there been any, do you know have you heard of any interest in any any of the start players at the moment or is it sort of quiet on that front more more sort of incomings and outgoings yeah, a few weeks ago, I, I heard of a bit of interest around Marco Morosi. Um, I don't know that might, it may have quietened down, um, quietened down now. Um, it's not something that I've heard too much of. Um, I think the big one, Aidan O'Brien, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that situation is going to play out. Uh, obviously, he's back in the fold, hearing really positive things about the way he's training and the shape that he's turned back in and that he you know, really wants to stay and work hard. So... You know, fingers crossed that that can move out for all parties because he was a he was a he was a big move. It was a big big signing for Shrewsbury last season. It just didn't work. So, well, I'm really hoping for Aidan's sake um, that you know he can he can hit the hit the ground running if 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 he is at Shrewsbury on the start of the season. And just finally on this little section, two names that we haven't mentioned who were involved on Saturday for the first time in a in a very long time. Dan Udo and and George Nurse. You know, it's quite a cliche that players that have been out for a long time feel like new signings, but I'm sure for Shrewsbury fans, that will be the case if they get to see them in the friendly coming up, but in the season moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, oh, I'm looking forward to being back down the meadow, being sat alongside you, Johnny, as the as the, as they as they as my toes you know, tap into the Dan Udo chant. To the Dan Udo chant, you love the Dan <laughs> Udo chant, don't you? Hands down, you know, there's a lot of good chants around in football, but there's an awful lot of bad ones. But that is for me the uh, the catchiest tune in. In English yeah, football, the Dan Udo chant. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing the Dan Udo chant. I haven't actually seen a lot of Dan Udo play, to be honest. Um, you know, it was August last year. It was Bristol yeah. Rovers away when he did his ACL, and he perhaps struggled a little bit. But he'd been out for a lot of pre-season. Probably wasn't as fit as he would have liked to have been. I've spoken to Dan Loads. He's really, really, really humble. Really nice lad. 
Um, and it's great to see them both back, both him and George. George is nice too, and it's great to have them back. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how they go. I thought George was the player of the season to the moment that he got injured. I thought he looked, from coming in and starting the new job, um, I looked at George Nurse and thought he is one of our best players. Um, very comfortable on the ball, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to watching him and hopefully we'll get, I'll get to see a lot more of him because the season before, both of them played 40-plus games. So that's something that we'll be hoping that they can replicate. Yeah, two big boosts for Salah. Now, just finally, before we wrap up the uh, up today's first episode of the Shrewsview series, I just wanted to talk about um, some sad news that Salah fans would have seen um, in recent weeks of the uh, the passing of a former Shrewsbury Academy director, uh, Wayne Evans, um, who sadly passed away at his home in the, in the US, where he'd been coaching Evans, who began his career in, in mid-Wales with Welshville Town. Um, he went on to become a fan's favourite as a player, as a full-back with Walsall and Rochdale, racking up hundreds of, of appearances. Now, Salah fans would have seen um, that Evans, who, who served as academy manager at the at the Meadow for a, for a number of years, um, there was a fundraiser set up um, by his former teammates following his uh, his sad passing um, to help with repatriation costs. It's going to cost his family thirty thousand pounds to bring Evans back to the UK from uh, his home in the US. Um, Walsall and Rochdale are facing each other on uh, on Friday in a pre-season friendly. Um, and some of the uh, the funds raised from that are going to go towards the cause, which at the moment has raised over half of the £30,000 um, that they were looking to raise. I think there's just over £16,000 that has been raised so far. So we're going to put a link in the uh, in the description of the podcast just for any Salop fans who want to sort of, if they want to donate anything and and, and just want to send our, our condolences to the Evans family um, from that um, really, really sad news. Um, Ollie, we're just going to wrap up finally. Pre-season, three pre-season games left. Um Feels mad. I heard on the talk sport before that it was uh, three weeks until the start of the season, which which seems very very close now um, to that season opener. But commentary this weekend um, going to be real real test at the Meadow. Nice for the in front of the sort of home fans um, get a first glimpse of the uh, the new era at Shrewsbury, I suppose. Yeah, I think they're playing Warsaw tomorrow actually as well. Um, oh, there we go. Shrewsbury. Yeah, they're Warsaw. playing Warsaw. That's not behind, a game. Behind closed yeah, doors? Behind closed doors. It's not a game that's actually even been formally announced, but I know Shrewsbury are playing Warsaw tomorrow. Um, I don't know where it is or any any of the details. It's not something that, you know, um, I'm going to. Um, I am off to TNS Champions League tomorrow night. Um, so, yeah, and then, and then, and then, yeah, Coventry, Stourbridge, and then Notts County as the final showing before the start of the League One season. Um, and I'm not going to any of them. Um, uh, like we were talking about, you haven't some of that, you've had none of that time off in the summer, I've so you're getting, no time, you're getting yeah. your days off before well, the start of the main stuff. I think that's it. Yeah, uh, I haven't taken any time off yet this summer, and I've got 20 days of annual leave that I need to take before the end of the before the uh, the end of the year. So um, I need to take some time off. So I'm not about next week, um, which covers well, it's a three game week, isn't it? So there you go. Um, I'm not about, so I will be missing all of the preseason games. So I won't have a clue what they look like. So <laughs> I will be relying on my uh, colleagues um, to kind of put me in the picture for how they play and, and what they're looking like and how they're shaping up ahead of the new season before we, you know, we we get we get cracking. But um, but yeah. So I won't be there, but um, I will be following to see how they get on. That's for sure. No. Be interesting to see. I suppose the one on Saturday all is the sort of you know good good sort of test. Even though, like we've said, there's going to be more names coming in. You know, Coventry own big side almost you know almost got promoted to the Premier League last season. Yeah. Um I mean, I must admit, be I interesting. Hate I hate preseason friendlies. Yeah. I think they're rubbish. I, I don't like. 
they, they are they're rubbish the fact that they it's the changes i don't like the changes and they make really eight changes and oh, i'm no. like you can't what keep up can you? no 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 <laughs> i saw george covered the warsaw game one of our colleagues didn't he covered the warsaw game and i had a look at the stream as he was live doing his live updates 14 and at one stage one yeah. and at one stage he must have written that there were about 13 substitutes all at once and i was oh. thinking what is the point of this about it, fourteen in one go. It was absolute carnage on the touchline, and I'm sure yeah. it will be. Uh, I'm sure it will be at the Crowd Meadow one that, on Saturday. But Salat fans, I'm sure you'll be heading down there. So um, do uh, do enjoy the game. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. As old said, he's off next week, so we'll uh, we'll be catching up in a, in a couple of weeks' time ahead of that uh, season opener and the start of the, the League One season, which has come around very very quickly. So Salat fans, it's been a busy summer. A lot has gone on, but, you know, like we said, one thing is for sure, the excitement is building and the season is on the horizon. As always, thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors. Um, and from me and all, we'll be back next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.